This is the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 244. Join this evening, Mac. Good evening, everybody. Ian is with us. I have dug myself out of my isolation hole to join you. Really? You can't do this and be isolated at the same time? There's quite a few extension cards to get out into my backyard where I bury myself most of the week. Yeah. And the frog of Mad Cat is with us. Hey, I've been tested and it's not COVID. (laughs) But it also sounds like it's not kosher. And the dumbass himself. Brian? Is that you? (laughs) How did did you get into my Y2K bunker? (laughs) Um, I have a key. Oh. um, uh, uh, What's the world like out there now? Scary. Very scary. Very scary. Uh, I'll save you a little bit longer, but... uh, Mad Cat. Do you have any toilet paper, man? Yeah, you wouldn't you, you wouldn't believe what I've had to use in here. <laughs> I've come bearing supplies. Oh, good. Hey, oh, thank I, God. Oh, thank I God. I actually found Cottonelle out there in the wild today. God. <laughs> where did that grow? Cotton. Where Cottonelle? <laughs> I'm going to guess where in the cotton mouth grows. How's everybody doing? Surviving. Um, yeah. Yep. It's, been, yep. it's been an interesting weekend. <laughs> See, but th- this this social isolation Just weekend is, <laughs> social isolation is normal for you, Mac. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not quite this weekend. Uh, make me cry. All right. Well, is there anything going on that we need to know about? Well, I haven't pimped myself in a while. So. Oh well, by all means. Because <laughs> well, one thing with all this, I have been having time to write and work on creative stuff. Good. So one of the things I did was I took one of my short stories from the Divided States of America and I read it um, and put it up on YouTube for free. So if anyone actually wants a free sample of my writing, um, there's that on YouTube now. You so, know what? You need to get Mac to read your stuff. That's that. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be good. Well, I have Alistair actually right now um, producing all my George Ramon stuff onto audiobook. Oh, is you know is he reading it? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. Because no, he, I assume he put a put a thing saying like uh, author reading, and it's just a shot of you just uh, flipping through the book. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, no, this is him actually producing audiobooks of my stuff because he did it with my novella, The Cost of Leveling Up, and nice. then I we had talked about possibly doing the George Ramon stuff, but he said oh he's a bit busy. But then, of course, right now, everyone suddenly has all this extra free time. And yeah, so that's weird how that happened, isn't it? I will have, the, most of the George Ramon stuff will suddenly have audiobook versions of it here within, well, at least the short stories should be within the next couple of weeks. The full novel, um, couple months, but still. Okay. I, I think that if you can get somebody to read the George and Armand stuff in James Mason's voice, it's going to work out a lot. <sighs> You know, audiobooks are coming for me. It's pretty cool. And then, of course, I just wrote another George Ramon vacation story. This one is called An Education in Steam and Gears, where they end up in a steampunk world. And it was a very fun story to write. I, I, I enjoy the characters so much. Thank you, Brian, for creating oh. them. Because it, it is so fun to write them. I love them. All right. And I'm halfway through the second novel. So hopefully I can get that done within a month or so and go through all the editing and stuff and have it out this summer. I don't have you even read any of it yet, Brian? I've read some of it, but mm. to, to be honest, you know, I do most of my books on audiobook, mm. um, and so it's you know, it's sitting down and, and, and investing and reading like that is a little bit more difficult for me. Mm. So yeah, yeah, I've had like whole shelves full of books that I haven't read yet. Like I, I just switched almost completely over to audiobook now. Hmm. 
Okay, well, I'll definitely keep you guys updated when the stuff goes to audiobook. Yes. I, it, it, it seriously, it these the two the two characters themselves are so much fun to write, but then to add in all the background and all the all the supporting characters that have been created now in mm. it. The, the, this universe is it started with Brian, but I've taken it over and I love it. It <laughs> okay. is so right. incredibly fun. All right. So you've got so you got the Georgie Armand stuff that's going on and then then a short story that people can go listen to on YouTube. Yep. All right. And normally this is, you know, Mad Cat will tell us what the next segment is, but I can try. Okay, let, let's, let's, <laughs> let's Okay, let's see. Okay. It is time for Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment. Brought to you by the Dumbass Media The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment. Brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire. Bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. But the growliness sounded almost angry there, I think. And, and I kind of like it. I like it. You like the... <laughs> the dumbass media empire. Hey, some nice undertones there. <laughs> hey, so my, the first thing I, that I put in here is um, when no one is looking, many women are watching gay porn. Um, and so this is... Uh, this came from information from Pornhub. Uh, so I was it... Did they release a whole bunch of just statistics and stuff like that? I'm not, I'm not sure exactly where all this is coming from. But so back in uh, 2015, uh, it says the wildly popular online pornography site Pornhub, which boasts over 15 million daily views. Actually, it, that seems low. Okay, but but I I I, I admit to that. But what? <laughs> how much are other people watching? Yeah, exactly. Well, is uh, who else is doing this? Um, published a. And why would nobody is looking, ladies? Let let us watch you uh, watch gay porn. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of women who do like gay porn. It's very weird. <laughs> so it says um, a third. Uh, let's see, a third of the sites gay male view or women comprised a, a third of the sites gay male porn viewers. So that I thought that was pretty uh, pretty interesting. So what what this article? That's right. Well, it talks about how the okay, women good. like the gay porn because it focuses on the gay, bo- the male body instead of the female body. Yeah, there was I totally get this. I, I totally get <laughs> this. I am exactly the same way. I prefer yeah. lesbian porn to straight porn. I do not want to see uh, another male body. <laughs> but even with the uh, I want to see the female bodies. Even with the normal um, man on female porn, I do admit it focuses more on the female body than the male body. So hmm. I can see why women would look at that and say, well, I want to see the guy. I want to focus sure. on the guy. Yeah, um, I totally get it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this survey was, it says 500 women over five years uh, for the project. Uh, many of the women who spoke said a lot of the problem with heterosexual porn is that it focuses on the female body. Okay. So there you go. So that's what you're saying. Um, uh, see, gay porn gives an opportunity for us to look at the male form and male beauty and uh, male faces and the male face of orgasm. And so this is interesting too because we we've on uh, on the on our show we've looked at um, women having orgasms, right? Yeah. Where's the where's the same project for for men having orgasms? Mm. Well, yeah, I, really really, I don't much want to unless see it's cake porn. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I, like uh, uh, 
Hmm. When it, time it might be out there, but I'm not in the mood to look for it. I mean, male, male orgasms aren't as uh, stigmaed as female orgasms have been. I guess that's true. Um, guess that's true. But but uh, I, I do think that a celebration of the male orgasm uh, isn't uh, isn't something that uh, would be um, a terrible idea. So it also said what uh, what women like about the uh, man uh, male on male porn is versatility. Uh, with heterosexual porn, you are going to get penetration eventually, and that's dull. Uh, and, okay, I, I get that. Um, I I do want to make a point though. You said that most most pornography is even male focused pornography is primarily focused on the female form. What about the whole Harry Bob and Manass genre? <laughs> yeah, wasn't that softcore porn though? <laughs> it's a, it's still a large field. Uh, I don't know. There's uh, also a large field of uh, male porn in uh, anime. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, a lot of the way it can be played out with men is more exciting, more experimental, and more open to negotiation. So that's interesting. So I guess so. the, the, the idea is that, that heterosexual porn ends in the same way, you know, with, with penetration and then a man coming on a woman's face. I guess I've not seen enough gay porn, which is zero, I... <laughs> to be able to say anything regarding that. Well, I know what you're going to be doing this week, then. No, you don't. Let's see. So they found it quite liberating, the idea that you could pretend or imagine yourself as a man or someone who is uh, gender fluid. I imagine myself as a lesbian all the time. There you go. Personally, <laughs> I've always done that. Uh Let's see, this is, uh, I guess, Neville explains. Personally, I've always done that, too, but I thought I was a bit weird. Uh, it was interesting to find out that half of our sample had done that. So that that, that is interesting. Um, I, I don't know that I've ever imagined myself as a woman. Can't say, although I think the, the XXX comic books that are online, you can find whole sites dedicated to them. But the stuff they cover, the, uh, uh, and it looks like it's becoming more and more popular, is stuff like, um, obviously... Women with dicks. That's definitely okay. becoming more popular. Yeah, you, you're seeing more of that the kind of transgender types of porn. Yeah, that, that, wonderful stuff. I was gonna say that's the correct term for it. Yeah. What is it? That, 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 that's, well, that's a Japanese term for it. Okay. Yeah, but considering yeah, that I, most I, of those are Japanese. So, I, I mean, certainly, it, it, I think it's probably true that most of the time it does probably focus on the on the woman's body for the most part. Um, because yeah. it is it is marketed towards men most of the time. Oh, and you'll find on Pornhub you'll find a whole series of that the POV from the you know supposed to be the man's point of view, so you can sure. fantasize that being you in there. I I can see why that's popular. Yeah, and I know there's a lot of conjecture that uh, a lot of the reason that uh, a lot of women might not watch as much porn as men is because uh, uh, most porn is geared towards men, and uh, they, that's the way they see it. I think um, then they don't not... want to see women's butts. Right. Oh, wait. Well, I uh, want to see women's butts, but it's completely understandable that they don't. Yeah. Although I do know straight women who have who I've talked to that have said they actually are not that attracted to the male body. They're more attracted to the female body. They just don't want to have sex with women. They want to have sex with men. Sure. But I they know. do find the female body more um they, they can see why that's appealing. So that, that's a, that is an interesting well, I, point of view too, one that that I have a hard time wrapping my mind around it. But yeah, like that just shows how uh, varied human sexuality can be. Yeah. Uh, and, well, you know, the thing is, is that you like the beauty, you're just not interested in the. You like the 
Right. Uh, I, I think that's what they were saying. You know, if, if they're going to look at a naked body, the male body, you know, it's normally kind of hairy, you know, while the female body, you know, this nice, smooth, you know, shapely thing. So straight women can look at that and say, you know, I don't really want to see guys naked, but I have no problem with looking at women naked. But yeah. it, it's I mean, the unless thing. there's like, well, they're one of those Greek statue bodies, Adonis type yeah. with <laughs> the six pack and the... <laughs> Actually, a lot of the Greek statues are a little paunchy. Yeah. yeah, but they don't have a frog butt. That's true. Hmm. Yeah, and back then there was a thing about um, you wanted a small penis, not a large one. So, is that but, small or is it flaccid? Uh, it was supposed to be small because the preferred mentality was a young boy's penis, not a man's penis. <laughs> There's still a lot of variation. I would be revered in ancient Greece. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's some other interesting things in the article she, uh, that um, she's talking about when they get surprise anal, and she says, I'm sorry, that's anal rape. <laughs> it, uh, um, yeah, okay. And so there's a, I mean, there's a lot of variation even amongst women about what they what they yeah. like and don't like, right? I mean, it's like anything else. But I, do, I really think, though, that the porn industry is not tapping into the female market appropriately but based on what we're seeing here, that, 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 that there is room for... For, for more female-focused porn. Right. You know, uh, th maybe there's room for that, but uh, it, it is an uphill climb convincing women uh, that, uh, that porn is for them too, you know, because there's been, like, a, a, I guess a whole lot of social reasons, but uh, one of them being, like, the thing I said before, they they just see some porn as something meant to uh, satisfy the male libido, and uh, they haven't been exposed to it. So, like, just getting well, that exposure to them, that this is something you can enjoy, too, uh, also, is, is one of the difficult things to climb up. I think it's also a society thing. Women are well, taught that they're not supposed to Yeah, they're not supposed to in that. Yeah. You know, while men aren't necessarily taught, you know, the same way. Well, there's a yeah, bunch of... Yeah, they're to be shy. Well, but there's still a bunch of fundamentalists out there that are that are telling men that it's, that, that, you know, that they have a problem when they're looking at porn. Mm. So there, there, yeah. it is there. I know, but looking at the difference, there is a healthy amount of my... healthy amount of religious grief over this kind of thing. Go ahead. Yeah, but looking at the difference between my ex-wife and my girlfriend, the, the both of them are completely the opposite when it comes to um how they reacted to the point. Although both of them have almost opposite mentality sexually to some degree. I think that they had different sexual histories as well, right? Oh yeah, that would affect uh, that. Yeah, but they both were raised, interestingly enough, in a um, religious household. Okay. A controlling religious household. Oh, really? Okay. Mm. Yeah, and they both ended up going off in interesting opposite directions. Well, although one big difference is my ex-wife was banned from sex education, and she knew nothing. Mm. She, she seriously, you know, while my my girlfriend herself, apparently I recently learned her mother, despite being Christian and everything, was a sexual, uh, a sex, um counselor you know, despite some of the similarities mostly for people uh within the marital bed i presume yeah but sure. th there was some difference in how they were introduced to sex and stuff like that the way they were raised and the way they were made to were encouraged to feel about that type of thing were you guys ever concerned about how dirty their bodies were <laughs> were, you, were you guys ever concerned with like you know when you were like Dr. Ruth, who is a, uh, a you know a little Jewish woman talking about oral sex that doesn't even eat pork? <laughs> 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 ah. 
Well, we, we should move on to my, but, the, but my next article actually covers some of, some of these things that exactly what that uh, Dominus is referring to. So this is from Marie Claire, and I, I did get the, to this um, this article from uh, because uh, it was on it was on my cat's favorite site. What is that? Tango something. Um, oh, the tango. <laughs> is it the tango? Uh, what what is the name of that site? That uh, I don't remember. There's lots of sites I like. No, we we came at I don't know. You had a couple of articles back, and I was as and I was giving you grief because oh, were all that's from, because they had better information than some of the other. They were they looked uh, at their tabloid site, even Tango, Tango something. I forget what they were. The, this this article is from, and actually I don't know much about this site either, but it's from uh, Marie Claire dot com, and it says women uh, uh, more women watch uh, watch porn and enjoy it. Than you, uh, than you ever realized a Marie, Marie Claire study. It says here, so it's I don't I don't know some of these I'm not sure. Let's see, here are the breakdowns of our of our responses. And so I, I don't know how many people are in this study. To tell me, it may not be a very big study. <laughs> it may be total crap because uh, I I know I the information we have is uh, kind of varied. But so gen so so gender identity. So I guess these are these are how people identified. In their survey, is this like an online survey from their website? You gotta wonder. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know enough about it. So it just says the. If it, it says, is, it's kind of a little bit of a self-selected sample. Yeah, like it very well could be. Yeah, oh, it says three thousand women. But I, I, I like uh, if I, uh, I think uh, Mary Claire. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not sure exactly, but uh, uh, what their uh, articles are like. But I think like the women who subscribe to that probably are more open sexually than uh, the average. Okay, fair enough. But this is of 3,000 women. Um, it says, so this is how they identify. 91% of identified as uh, female, and 80% of identified as male, and 1% identified as transgender. The sexual orientation, 83% uh, identified as straight, 12% 12, 12 identified as bi, 2% as lesbian, 2% as gay, and 1% uh, none of the above. So, uh, Ages. So, thirty-five percent were eighteen to twenty-four. Thirty-five percent were twenty-five to thirty-four. Thirteen percent were over forty-two, and seventeen percent were thirty-five to forty-two. It seems to be going by the um, the ages as people learn that they are these are viable things that women are allowed to think about. Um, the older ones are the ones that you have less of. Sure. Uh, and then the relationship status is 51% were in a relationship, 18% were uh, dating and having casual sex, and 31% were not dating. So, so I mean, so so at least they, you know, we get some breakdowns of, of how they how the people identify. It says so. Yeah, we'll just start there. So the relationships: 51% in a relationship, 18 were dating casually, 31 were not dating at all. How often do you watch porn? 31% said every day or so. 30% Brian. Yes. Go for the highlights. Okay, where are the highlights? Well, well but this, uh, the, the, but the this is important stuff that the partners to me was a big one. Okay. 66% never, 3% okay. regularly. I I'd fall into the probably the middle one there occasionally, but that that says something. The, the 66% never watch um porn with their partners. Okay. Well, here, the, then if you're watching if you're watching with a partner, how often do you also watch alone? Yeah. And so 12% of people said that they only watch with their partner. Yeah, that was an interesting one. That's an interesting one. We if you can find a partner who's into the exact same pornography that yeah. you are, you've got a golden. And so right. most, and that, I think that plays a big role in so it. So most of the people are ninety percent of them are watching internet porn. Yeah. So and that makes sense. And then but the next big category is uh, erotic stories. So like literatica and stuff like that. 
All right, and you can find that both free and all sorts of weird stuff on Amazon out there, and that can well, be pretty hot. Here's the thing for for dumbass: six percent of it's on Audible. You can find your <laughs> lesbian porn on Audible now. I had to. Uh, I had to stop. I had to stop visiting Literatica because I found that I was more interested in editing it than. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, sure. some of that can be real bad. I, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I like number five. What kind of point do you graduate? Because thirteen percent said it was not listed there. Thirteen not listed. Wow. So what are they? Thirteen percent so... not listed. Like, ooh, that's interesting. Uh, I think a lot of the porn that I'm into wouldn't be listed there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably me too. But sixty-three percent heterosexual. Well, okay. I mean, that 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 actually, I find that number to be low. Um, so that's interesting. Well, I guess. I don't know. I mean, nah, is it though? Maybe not. 44% lesbian. And then gay male porn is it down at 13%. Interesting. I think that's more because of what exactly you can find easier. Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, yeah. Then if you jump to question number eight, why do you watch it? Uh, quick road, orgasm is 73%. Hmm. Well, actually, it gives us ideas for our own sex life, 39%. It allows me to feel in control of my sexuality, 36%. So, you know, just right there, you know, orgasm, yeah, that's the obvious one. But then it sounds like a fair amount of people actually, you know, it, it, it gets them feeling like, they, you know, the control, I think, is a big thing. You yeah. Know? Also, if you look at what devices they use, it does give a sort of control as well, because most of them, are like the smartphone and laptop, things that they can bring along with them right. wherever they go. Yeah. yeah. But I think, interestingly enough, I, I would, I would, I would think that it gives you ideas for your own sex life would be higher because isn't that kind of the reason to watch with the partner? Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Well, probably well, not, yeah. if you're getting horny, you want them to. Right yeah, if, if you're in the bed, you don't have the um, desktop computer with you. you normally have the phones. Speak so exactly. You, yeah. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> Number nine hey, is an interesting one. Remember one about the micro my, that one type of phone <laughs> buzzer. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah but number nine if you watch porn but feel conflicted about it why two percent i just watch to please my partner oh well that's yeah. low that's good well it's low but it's there to, at all kind of eh. well uh, the twenty percent, I, I feel embarrassed or ashamed that's society um but it's only 20 percent. that's actually not yeah but uh, i mean like uh yeah there, there are some people who porn just doesn't do it for them and that's okay yeah Here's the thing. But I, I, if you feel like you're obligated to watch and don't enjoy it, that's, I, I, you know, that does kind of, you know, mm. yeah. Yeah, that could be bad a, taste. But here, 56%, it turns me on, but I'm concerned about how the uh, industry treats women and or I feel it's, pres uh, what? Perpetuates. Present negative stereotypes. That That's interesting because, you know, we, we've gone into this and it's like if it's it, – you can't know. That That is a pretty long and detailed question for just like a survey Yeah, it is. Know, yeah, to yeah, give yeah. to people. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a little bit of a loaded question too. Yes, exactly. It, it presumes that women are being treated badly. And it's like – and I, I just I, – I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not close enough to the industry to do I mean, for sure. I, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of women are treated badly. Sure. From what I've seen, there's an awful lot – where the role play in the actual porn itself is more geared towards aggressiveness with the women instead of yeah gentle persuasion. And then question number mm. ten. And some women are looking for that again. Yeah, question number ten. If you feel negative about porn, once more the women's the first one. Now they did some interesting stuff 
uh, the, the spacing here, but the last one, four percent of seeing people have sex grosses me out. <laughs> Was one things like probably the visuals but, because there's things yeah. that uh, women are not as crazy about as men. Yeah. But that, that awesome. feels more like once more going to they're just watching it to please someone. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know, it's like don't if someone if, if your partner's not enjoying it, don't, don't make them watch. And if you're not enjoying it, tell your partner that. If, if that, that's a deal breaker for your relationship, that's significant. Yeah, a lot of the time I'm thinking the partner uh, might be like, "All right, all right, I want, I want to uh, make her feel this. I want, I want to uh, uh, get her going and, and like trying all these stuff, and it's not working for her. But she's like, doesn't, she's too shy to speak out and say, uh, "No, I'm not feeling anything," and so he just keeps on trying. Yeah, well, and that's one problem with a lot of, um, you know, I, I, I know from my marriage um is communication and stuff like that right figure out figure out what works for you and communicate it to your partner i tried to you know that was one thing i was trying to push and see actually kind of locked up at times when i say well what is it you want to try what is it you think will help you and she actually locked up on that and wasn't communicating with me you know it's like i you know i can't work with nothing she she probably felt that she a lot of women close up on it because they don't feel that they should be saying this stuff out loud. But you definitely should be saying it to your partner. That is one thing. You, know, you, you should husband, be. Yeah. But it's yeah. uh yeah, yeah, it's one of the things that's in there. It is uh, yeah, a very frustrating deal. Uh, uh, it, it, like uh, if you want, if you want to have a good relationship with your partner, you got to be open and honest and tell them what's working. Because like uh, uh, I can I can imagine there's nothing worse. For a partner who's like trying his best to, to get you going and, and uh, to do what's right for you and discovering that he's been useless the whole time and you haven't said a word. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's very difficult, especially men, because there's a lot put on men to satisfy the woman. Um, yeah. So and a lot of it, a lot of stuff is shown as all the woman has to do is whip her titties out. <laughs> uh, so question number 11, is porn positively influence your sex life? Or how, and how has it done it? 54%, I've learned more about different types of sex and sexuality. That's perfect. Yeah. You know, that, that, to me, that makes a lot of sense. That's, you know, part of the idea is to look into fantasy. Hey, that, that appeals to me. I want to see if I can try it or I can fantasize about the possibility of it. You know, it, and to be open so about sense. it and actually. Yeah. And 11%, I've gotten closer to my partner. Okay. So there is some of that going on. Now, the, 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 I, I love the, the question 12. How has porn negatively influenced your sex life? 76% says it hasn't. And that, that's a great number. That is. That's wonderful. Um, I'm quite sure that 10, 20 years ago, it wouldn't have been that high. Yeah, true. I, I think I agree with you. Uh, I th I, um, yeah, and I think the thing that uh, just really mostly sabotages people about porn isn't the porn itself. It's their guilt over the porn. Right. And their inability to allow themselves to watch and not negatively affect themselves and compare themselves. Right. You know, the, the question that I would like to ask is, ha, had, have you ever found something that you that turned you on that you were surprised about? Right? How, how often are <laughs> That's people... That's a good question. Oh, yeah. oh, I have. Yeah, sure. Well, I, 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 I'm not. I'm not surprised to hear that from you, but I, I'd be interested <laughs> to see how that comes out on the general survey. <laughs> but no, I have too. I mean, that that's something. I mean, that's one. That's one of the cool things about internet porn is that you can go, 
oh hey yeah. boy that turns me on i didn't i didn't realize that was going to turn me on but that turns me on mm-hmm. or because brian tells you you do not want to watch this you go and hunt down two girls in one cup and find yourself ready to vomit <laughs> in about 12 seconds i told you you didn't want to watch it <laughs> <laughs> I still believe you. Say it on the internet. You can go to it's like uh, uh, I think like clipsforsale.com for sale or something. Yeah, yeah and uh, you can uh, they, they've got the whole this whole like fetish list of th- of clips of things people are selling that you can scroll through. You can just scroll through that and be like, ooh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, uh, I think I might have discovered a new thing. Well, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I you have to remember too. You've been open about this kind of stuff since you were little. <laughs> Your parents taught you from when you were small, which is a mm-hmm. big difference than other people who have not had that type of exposure. Well, that, 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 that's why I'm, I'm recommending this kind of thing. I mean, people who are looking to explore the kind of stuff they're into, find one of these lists, scroll through it, see if see if anything tickles your fancy. Exactly. And if it doesn't tickle your fancy, see if it tickles your balls. <laughs> see if it tickles your peach. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Not everybody wants their fanny tickled. <laughs> Sorry, Mac. Got to it first. Yep. But there's a I big mean, history towards it anyway. Tickling is one of the big ones, though. I've uh, I've met several girls who are into that. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't think of anything. Tickling that... mythology? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that'll ruin a heart on in seconds for me. <laughs> <laughs> Not into tickling. Ah. But anyway, so yeah, so how many? I mean, some of these though, sixteen percent. Um, my partner seemed to expect a look a certain way that I can attribute to porn. Well, that's you know, but that's a communication issue for sure. Uh, my partner seemed well, to accept uh, certain acts uh, that I uh, that I'm not into. Yeah, well, I mean, mm. if you're not into it, you shouldn't have to do it, right? True enough. Yeah. Like Ian keeps uh, on saying, it's the discussion. Yeah. yeah, being open with each other. Right, it's one of those things where I think a lot of people will uh, will criticize porn for giving an unrealistic view of how things are regularly done. But my point to that is, well, that's that's fiction. Fiction it, it is, is supposed yeah. to be an idealized portrayal of uh, a certain thing. Yeah, I still um, don't have a that, fucking that, flying car. <laughs> right, right. That that that's how fiction works. You 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 make stuff interesting by making it exceptional. Um, so, uh, I mean, like, uh, I mean, sure, that's a, that's a thing that uh, people can have, like, especially if uh, they, they watch so much porn that they, they, like, get too involved in it and they're, like, comparing women in real life to the women they see in porn. Uh, that can be a negative consequence, but uh, uh, at the same time, that's just the way fiction works, and it's, it's better to just, like, build an awareness of that. And then it says, where's my flying dildos? <laughs> flying dildos? Well, they're on Second Life. <laughs> so it says Life is still around? Wow. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um six percent. My partner seemed to to spend more time with porn than with me. And here's this this one's interesting because the the question is why? Right? It, it's it, you can't I mean they're blaming the porn for this, but Are they going are they in with it with them, yeah, or know. is it a factor that their partner watches the porn and they walk away? Well, I, I don't know, but here, but I think that I mean, I think I think that the, what these people want to be more concerned about is that I'd rather them be having sex with me, but instead they're out watching porn. I I, I don't exactly know what's or going on. Or maybe it's there. not about maybe it's maybe it's just that they want them to spend more time with. Maybe it's the same thing as like uh, trying to get your man away from that video game he's playing, right? 
Yeah. That might be a thing that I want. I want you to spend more time with me. Although, like, if uh, if the uh, other person's sex drive isn't as high as yours, maybe uh, that's the reason you're uh, spending more time with porn. Well, I'm sorry, dumbass, but I mean, the Final Fantasy VII remake just came out, and I've been waiting five years for this thing. So you're gonna just have to take a back seat for a little while, okay? I'm sorry. All right. So okay. Yeah. So so um. All right. I'll, I'll let you masturbate to your uh. <laughs> Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Sure. Okay, yeah. Five years. Whatever. But the way I look at it, I think of, um, like, when people say, so-and-so has not called me in a week. Okay. Have you called them? <laughs> well, yeah, That then now we're getting into the, uh, uh, like, dating, you know, tricks and stuff, you know, or, or what people think they're supposed to do and all this, and all this stuff that just makes exactly. problems, right? And that's one mm. of the things with things like they're watching porn and I'm not involved in it. Why aren't you involved with it? We Are had you not involved a, in had, it because you're not a, interested right. or you just don't want to or because he doesn't want you there? Well, that's always the response. We, we, we went on a date three days ago and he hasn't called. And uh, sometimes a person just wants exactly. to experience a little self-love. <laughs> That's right. Well, but, yeah, I know. I think that that would be interesting to talk about the talk about the like the men in, men are from Mars, one from Venus, crap. Uh, but that's for a different for a different podcast. We, uh, it's all all the opposite way as well. So it's no longer just. Uh, all right, we got to move on. We 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 spent enough time here for sure. Okay, so we got let's cover a cover a couple of other things. <laughs> we haven't done the the bigoter jackass of the week in a while. Let's talk about Pat Robertson blames coronavirus on oral sex and lady chemistry. Um, yeah. So this, chemicals. I had to put this as a um, big, lady um, chemicals. Lady chemicals. Sorry. Jack, yeah. I had to put this uh, jackass of the week because it's ignorant, anti-science, and insanely. Well, I can't think of the word. Disgusting. Well, it's, it's bigotry at the highest level. But, yeah, but he's um been such a chauvinist. Ass- I mean, it, it's an attack on women, straight out. It's sexist. Yeah, sexist. Okay, there you go. Misogynist. Okay. Yeah, uh, insanely misogynist. And, and it's a simple quote that is, so according to Pat Robinson, the reason coronavirus has popped up is some of these young urns are doing all kinds of unnatural things with their sex organs. When people do that, they transfer all kinds of chemicals from their lady parts and that's where I think this virus came from. We never had this kind of thing when I was coming up, but no one was committing oral sex back then. <laughs> it's no, no, nobody, nobody was doing it, and there were no <laughs> such thing as lady chemicals back then either. Like, ladies did not release chemicals. I, I mean, the level of ignorance in that quote is unmeasurable. L- lady chemicals, what the fuck are those? Does Maybe it's because of Monsanto putting all the chemicals in our in the plants and such that women are getting chemicals coming out there. And it's only women that get them? And why aren't kids getting it then? It goes back to how long has Judeo-Christian philosophy held uh, that Brian women are un- how long has Judeo-Christian philosophy held that women are unclean? Yeah, but so he does not, doesn't he know where babies come from? <laughs> By his logic, all the babies should be born with the coronavirus. So children would be germ factories then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's true. That actually is true. All right. But and apparently, I, I love the idea that oral sex is somehow a brand new thing with 
the latest generation, someone might want to get out in the world a bit and realize if you go through the history of humanity, recorded history, yeah, we, we've been doing it from the get-go. He's one of the types would say, put a brown bag on her head and just stick her in it. I, I couldn't help but, I, you know, he, he, I think he's made our list quite a few times for the jackass of oh, the week. Oh, yeah, all the time. And, but and, this is one of the most absurd, idiotic, way out there ones he said. It's like, the older he gets, the dumber he gets, and the more bullshit he just spits out there. And the sad thing is, there are people that are going to listen to this well, and say, oh, my God, he has a point. Hold, hold on. It's it's not that much more out. I mean, listen, the, the fucking idea that, that um, clothing can have evil spirits in it is, <laughs> is further out there. Hey, right? Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Uh, hear me out. Okay. Which one of us is down with some sort of virus right now, and which one of us emits lady chemicals? Ah! <laughs> you know, I, I wonder, I'm actually, I've got another theory, and I think that this theory has some merit. I think that he's heard about the bigot jagass of the week award that we've been giving out, and I think he's trying to go for the Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> Well, wow, that could be. Yeah, but I mean, and here's the thing: is that this is this is happening. It's not just Pat Robertson. I mean, it, yeah, it, and and he wasn't even the first to get on the train, right? I mean, we we've been hearing this shit from everybody, and of course, Rick Wilds. And I love this conspiracy theories and tomfoolery are ripe amongst fundies these days. Okay, there we go. Uh, however, Pritchard Rick Wilds is amongst the worst. Wilds is a homophobe, a bigot. I, I love that some the the this suggests that there's somebody there, uh, looking you know to have a list and, and ticks off uh, instances of tomfoolery. <laughs> <laughs> Wilds is a homophobe and a bigot, as well as being a conspiracy theorist. According to Right Wing Watch, he recently celebrated the death of a gay lawyer who died of the coronavirus. Wilds claims that this is a sign that. Uh, COVID nineteen was a punishment from God. It, mm. And and here's the thing: is that this bullshit is also coming out of our White House. So, oh, I put yeah. the story in here, but I didn't put the link. Let me let me. Yeah. Oh, and the funny thing is, you have the stories of the um, churches that refuse to not follow common sense practices and are getting together still, and the whole congregation suddenly comes down with it. And yeah. Like, I think no. I think we're gonna talk about that here in a second too. But let me let me put this in here. At least one of them. I think there are a few mega churches that have like defied any common sense yep. and decided to open their doors and have big sermons. Yeah, there was an interesting one. What was it, in California? I think it was a I want to say Russian Orthodox, but the church itself had closed and say no, we're not going to meet for mass. But the people what? were still getting together at each other's houses. For you know, 20, 30 people for a Bible reading and Bible study and stuff. This was coming out, you know, it, um, the smart, smart. So just circumvent it, circumvent it. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 well, but no, the the news came out and said this one, <laughs> the, the coronavirus is spreading among this one church. The church officials like, oh, we have nothing to do with it. We didn't do anything. You know, we've closed the church. I was like, yeah, but your people are still getting together, not understanding the um science of why the church had to close down. So guess what? It's still spreading among your community because you. The people that follow your church still don't understand it's not okay to get together in these big groups if you want to not spread the virus. And I mean, I mean, I guess the church could be doing more to promote that, but yeah, um, but, uh, but the church not got sure that, 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 that's not really the church's fault that they're well, yeah, but still, the church was upset and offended and was threatening because um, how dare you mention that 
that the people from our church are doing that. And, and th there was no insinuation in the article saying it was the church itself. It was saying the people that go to the church, it's being spread among. And like I said, the church, instead of trying to say, okay, we will see what we can do to convince our people not to, they were defending themselves and saying mm. the church has nothing to do with it. We are um, innocent of any of this. And it's like, that's not necessarily the point. <laughs> you might want to do some stuff convincing your followers to take common sense precautions. Mm -hmm. Okay, well... People and stuff like this is giving me such a gut-wrenching feeling that sometimes I need to have a puke bucket beside me. <laughs> puke bucket of stupidity. Ah, so I, I have a victory for common sense that I'll put in here. Okay. Yeah, so, um, the, uh, you know, and I forgot to, um, there, there's something I, I needed to play, um, you know, at the beginning of this, because we're retitling this section. And, and, and uh, here's, the, here's the new title for the section. Are people really that stupid? There you go. Are people really that stupid? <laughs> and, and so, I, I am grateful that my uh, sincere and uh, uh, scientifically minded question is finally going to be answered. I <laughs> know. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so. I, I find many times that people hit the bottom of the barrel on stupidity and then excavate. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing is that this is happening at our White House as well. So let me uh, let me. Um, so the, the other story that I put in here is uh, so Trump's cabinet's Bible teacher says gay uh, see gays cause God's wrath of COVID-19 blog post. And this is this guy is um, what is the name? Uh, Reverend uh, Ralph Dol Dolleringer. And he, he has a Bible teacher who's still alive. Well, here's yeah, he, no. This is not Trump's Bible teacher. This is just the at the White House. There's a group of people that meet, and I think that this is instigated by actually by the vice president, not the president. The president doesn't go to church. Can can you imagine? <laughs> What's funny is that you know he claims to be the uh, the most uh, you know uh, committed Christian of all of our presidents, and and I don't think he goes to church on Sundays. <laughs> Even before this happened, he wasn't going to church. You don't really need to go to church to be considered a Christian. Well, I mean, I think you need to be a little bit more pious if you're the president of the United States and you're claiming to be, you know, mm -hmm. their, their, you know, their pastor in chief. True enough. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so this pastor, it's the in his blog post, and I, I didn't read the actual blog post. I wish I had. Is God judging America today? A pastor who leads a weekly Bible study from study group for a member of President. Donald Trump's cabinet, right? So it's not it's not Trump. It's it's some of his cabinet people that, that go to this, and I think that uh, the vice president is one of them. Appears to blame the corona pandemic on uh, several groups, including those who have um, a proclivity towards uh, lesbianism and homosexuality. Lesbianism makes it sound like it's a disease, mm -hmm. <laughs> isn't it? I mean, isn't it? lesbianism. <laughs> I, I I don't know, do you? Uh, I I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking of any diseases that end in ism right now. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it should have been lesbianistic. Uh, I don't know. Alcoholism. Lesbianenza. Uh, I, I don't know. Lesbian. <laughs> but it's it's not an ism. <laughs> it's it's you know it's uh, you know homosexuality uh, includes lesbians and, and you know right right uh, um so the source yeah but. I don't know. <laughs> Lesbianism. It, it 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 is shows just how ignorant they are. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess uh, I guess it makes it seem more like a phenomenon than a group of people. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. It sounds like something you can catch. <laughs> Lesbianism. 
don't know, lesbianism. Yeah. I don't know. Um, let's see. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not going to read this whole article. It, it doesn't fucking matter. This ignorance is all over the place, and it's in our White House. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, like, uh, they're just like, like anything that happens now is just like, gays. Exactly. I mean, like, exactly. back when AIDS came out, they had, they had maybe something slightly plausible. Like, uh, AIDS, uh, like, uh, started with uh, gay people. Like, oh, this is God's uh, condemnation for homosexuality. Okay, okay, maybe you've got a little bit of plausibility there. Now they're just like anything. Yeah. Anything. Doesn't even have to be related to gays in any way whatsoever. Are people really that stupid? Right? <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Throwing my words in my face. <laughs> oh my god, I love that so much. Um, yeah. So, uh, what's what's the next thing on here? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Matt, can can you tell us about this, or should we skip it? Skip it. Uh, the witch. The the potatoes in oh, the, the ass. Oh, uh, the potatoes up the battle. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Make it quick because we like the title. <laughs> oh, okie dokies. The title is Doctors Are Warning People Not to Put Frozen Potatoes in Their Anus. And doctors say you shouldn't smear potato paste on your butt to treat hemorrhoids after the unusual tip went viral. Um, Basically, it's people think for some reason that if you take potatoes, stick them in the freezer for a while, cut them up like french fries, and stick them in your butt, it can reduce the size and painfulness and itchiness of piles, which is hemorrhoids. So why a potato? Why not just stick a piece of ice up your ass? Not that I'm recommending uh, it. They say that the potatoes have a healing factor, which is what does it, and the cold... That's how Wolverine does it! <laughs> potatoes! <laughs> potatoes Potato- keep the adamantium in check. Put the potatoes in the bum, apparently. No. That's what it does. She had adamant. Wow. That that is um an aluminum awfully disturbing. Oh wait. I, I thought I, I wonder uh, I wonder if I screwed something up here. Um okay. I have uh, a victory for common sense. So Woo-hoo. Yeah. It's it and this one this one's good. This one's, you're gonna find this crazy. So this is from the New York Post. Landlord changes church locks. To stop pastor oh. from defying COVID virus lockdown. I had heard of that one. You had heard about it. so. Th- so obviously, I, um, see, and this is this is from the the New York Post, but I guess this was, uh, in Col- in California, uh, California church landlord changes the locks to prevent its coronavirus pastor from defying cro- coronavirus shutdown. So the the pastor, you know, just works for the church, and apparently, you know, it's still owned by somebody else. And I think that the somebody else is somebody on the board. And uh, and so since they own the building, they they locked him out. That means someone's being responsible, saying, "Hey, listen." Yeah. Yeah. And virus, you moron. You they should all, they they kind of should also fire him for going against their will. Mm, well, but he if he's the um, owner of the church, that's kind of if, if he owns the physical building, the land, that'd be pretty stupid to fire him. Right, but he doesn't. Uh, but he, he doesn't. doesn't. He that, doesn't. That's why he was able he to be locked out. A vital yeah. service. Oh yeah, well, who got locked out? Yeah, well, but I don't know how the pastor stuff goes. Well, it, but, it, it, I it I know that uh, that you have to bring a you have to bring a pastor to about two hundred and fifteen degrees for him to be properly pasteurized. 
But um, you know, you, the, the weird thing about some of this coronavirus is you actually do have these Christians who are claiming that the it's a hoax all because we're tr- it's a worldwide hoax on this massive of a level just to persecute them, to keep them from being able to gather at churches. I've yeah. seen that. And I'm saying like, whoa, people, the world does not revolve around you. That's what uh, HGS are complaining about, right? Uh, that they're gathering at churches. Uh, no, nothing to do with them not paying taxes or anything like that. Yeah, well, we have enough problems with them as a whole. But the idea that somehow... And remember, this is a global scale um, conspiracy, obviously now, because the whole world's saying the um, virus exists. The World Health Organization. So obviously, it's a worldwide conspiracy against Christians specifically, not all the other religions that are under the exact same level of um, quarantine. Yeah, but, don't don't buy into uh, to all those uh, all those people's crocodile tears, the stories of their loved ones who've died and stuff, and. And uh, the fake healthcare workers they've got uh, telling people about things going on. They're, they're just plants. They're just plants. It's just because these people are too old to have children to make sure that they can be on the internet to do anything. They're what? What? They're they're tragedy actors. Is that the term? The whole world is tragedy actors now. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, they they are playing victim, right? And but yeah, I mean, they're Muslims can't are, are not congregating either, right? I mean, everybody is, nope. is under these same same. Atheists can't congregate. I mean, like, uh, we we can we're we're not congregating to their knowledge. Wink, wink. <laughs> Listen, atheists are congregating where they always do, and that's on the internet anyway. It hasn't changed. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. All we, have, we get there is computer viruses. We, we we have a we have a few conferences every year here and there, and, and those are getting you know getting canceled. But for the most part, atheists congregate on the internet. So, but I mean, like the monthly orgy, we haven't called any of well, those off, right? Um. Well, wink, wink, nod, nod. Yes, of course we have. <laughs> <laughs> but we're that powerful and that good at it. And we're willing, we're willing to cripple the economy. Yeah. Just to make sure those Christians can't go to church. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's, do, uh, let's do some stuff that's not COVID-related. Do we have? What, what do we have? Are, are you aware of it's, um, you know, April of 2020? <laughs> I, I don't know if there's any news out there that isn't. We do. We so, have yeah, I, I think the only thing out there in the world right now that's not COVID-related is sticking um, frozen potatoes up your ass. <laughs> okay, and this other one. Well, okay, wait. Uh, that, yeah, the, the, the peeing alcohol thing, where is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, okay, we've got this one. So here, this, this is an interesting one. Uh, this is from ScienceAlert.com. Doctors report the first known case of a person who's who has urine alcohol. And so what was happening here, and this is kind of interesting. So um, the woman had diabetes that was out of control, uh, uncontrolled diabetes, and she had, um, and she needed a new liver. And the, and the doctors were pretty sure that, well, that what they originally thought was that she was, that she was drinking and, but yet not telling him about it, telling, telling him about it. If, if you are, uh, if you're doing that, they take you off the transplant list. Is my understanding, right. and so she, so she got right. taken off the transport list, uh, transplant list. But here's the thing: is that it, it wasn't her fault. What was actually happening here was a, um, and I think that they said this is the first time that they've recognized it, but they think that they that there uh, are other cases of this. And so actually, now, I've heard about something similar. Uh, I uh, I forget what it's called, but like, like auto intoxication syndrome or something, where like. 
We uh, had that other body, one. one of our... I've, I've heard of one called... Your body produces alcohol and you get drunk without ever having drunken alcohol? So There's something <laughs> called brew, Brewer's Syndrome also, I think. Um, where, or Auto Brewer's Syndrome. That's what this is. That's what we're talking about. So this is the yeah. first case of Auto Brewer Syndrome. So that's from here. But you're, they do talk about something similar. It's just at the... Oh, okay, and they... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Auto Brewer syndrome is is something different. This is where uh, you yeah. simply ingesting carbohydrates is enough to make you intoxicated. So that's not what this is. This is let's see, let's see. Yeah, that, that one in a former it's, it's, podcast. They're calling it bladder fermentation syndrome or uh, urinary auto brewer syndrome, but which is different because so what's happening is that there is a form of yeast related to brewer, brewer's yeast in the bladder. I forget what it's called, but somewhere like way off in another part of the world, uh, people people are doing these drugs, and and it comes out in their urine, and they're like this beggars is outside. This nothing to do with drugs, though. Yeah. So no. So, no. No. But, I know. But I know. It's but, uh, same concept. Same, same concept. They're they're beggars outside who like the people who who are doing this stuff will go out uh, and take a piss, and, and like they'll they'll have their their cups out, pee, pee into the cup for them to get like a secondhand high off of their urine. <laughs> okay, well, but no, that, that's not what's happening here. That this is this is Matt yeah. is right that this is not so she's not actually getting a blood alcohol um, reading. It, it was just in her urine, and so she was tested right. positive. But for, I, 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 it made me think of that because wouldn't it be crazy if there was somebody there like with with a cup wanting to collect her urine to get? Well, high? I guess actually, they could. I was going to point out. I could almost picture it. Um, if this idea goes in the right places, someone saying, "Hey, we can open up a brewery based off of that." <laughs> Just get the yeast from women. So hire the right women to be your um fermentation <laughs> container. Hey, we want something fruity tonight. Here's some tropical punch. Drink down. So what they were finding in her in her urine was actually, I think it was actually ethanol as opposed to uh, as, as opposed to other chemicals that are are broken or what what the ethanol becomes when it's broken down by the liver. And so, and so that's where they started to, you know, to take a closer look um, at what was going on here and come to find out that, so this, this yeast is in her bladder that's, per, that's creating the ethanol. So it's not getting broken down. It's just coming straight out in her urine, but it did, but it was, but the, but there was effects on her, um, on her liver. And it was also, um, you know, damaging. It was also um, making her diabetes uncontrollable. And so they were, and so they were unable, they're been unable to kill the yeast off. And they think because of also because of the diabetes. Mm. So because of the factor that it's a uh, a yeast, yeast produces a sugar. Well, no yeast eats the sugar and produces the alcohol. Right. Right. Which affects the liver. But it it, it talks about how the yeast, it's a natural occurring yeast in um person's body. Yeah. That is related to brewer's yeast. But it's normally not that abundant, is what the article says. Right. So the, the amount is one of the big things. It was such a large amount in her body. Yeah, and they're and they've been unable to kill it off. But I guess she she was able to go back onto the um the donors list to get the liver. But the problem is that if they can't if they can't remedy this problem, she's just going to destroy a new liver, and and it isn't really her fault, right? So I yes. that, that's a tough one. But yeah, so I this this is a pretty interesting uh pretty interesting story. But it's only it's only one case though, which is is it? I mean, I think that there's still a lot of information we don't know. Clearly, mm-hmm. yeah, it has some interesting possibilities to it. Yeah, it does. It's interesting. It also says that while we're searching the woman's case, 
the doctors became aware of other reports involving a similar production of ethanol in urine, but only in one post-mortem case and in experiments run in vitro. Hmm. Yeah, which is interesting. I don't understand that at all. I think the science of this is very much in its infancy. Yes, absolutely. All right, guys. Is there anything else that we need to do? Because clearly, I'm. <laughs> You're gonna have a fun enough time editing this oh as it is. So, yeah, it's, ne- it's never been this unstable. It's never. Unstable. This is the worst th- that the app has ever been. This is crazy. But you have. I think. Well, I'm I'm becoming more unstable every time it crashes. I'll tell you what. I'm uh, I'm I'm reaching my limit of frustration. <laughs> is True. There, is there anything else that we want to cover before we? <laughs> John Oliver. Okay. Good. Well, say goodnight, everybody. Goodnight. Goodnight, everybody. It's another one in the can, maybe? It's another crashed app in the can. Yeah. No sh- <laughs> did, it, did, did he leave us? If you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons, share alike, no derivatives, 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Board. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.